morning and welcome to each one of you in this God's Word for Today devotional. Let me read to us our text for today in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21 to 25. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. One of the important truths about our Christian life is we need to die to our sins in order to live unto righteousness. Dying and then living. Die and live. Everyone comes into this world physically alive, but we are spiritually dead, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. So we are doomed until Christ came. Everyone who is born in this world is doomed because we inherited this from our parents, first parents, Adam and Eve. Their sin made um, made a biggest consequence of, of mankind that everyone who is born in this world will die because of their sins. Jesus never sinned nor ever deceived anyone, yet he endured pain and sorrow while doing good for us. He suffered by receiving beatings from the Roman guards and was ultimately crucified on the cross. He bore our sins. Why? Because of love. It was an act of love. How did the innocent Christ respond when he was victimized? He was reviled. That is to be abusively insulted. Our human instinct is to throw insults back. Is it not? But Jesus refused to retaliate to the angry insults of Jewish religious leaders, the Roman guards, and those taunting him with while he was on the cross. He was attacked, beaten, tortured, and crucified. Yet, he refused even to threaten those who were hurting him. Jesus would not have had to re rely on bluffs or empty threats, of course. And Peter, remember this author, when they were in the garden, he cut off the ear of the high priest's servants in his foolish attempt to defend Jesus from being arrested during that night. But Jesus said to him, do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than 12 legions of angels? We can read this account in Matthew 26, verse 53. Now, Jesus was like a meek lamp. How did he do it? According to Peter here, Jesus made a choice to absolutely trust God, his father. He is the perfect judge at the perfect time. His father would vindicate him and execute justice in his right time. So Jesus was committed to fulfill his purpose and not make justice for himself during the time that he was arrested, even during his crucifixion. His attitudes and actions are meant to be an example for us to follow. He did it not only to save us from our sins, but to provide an example for us to follow. Part of our purpose as Christians is enduring pain and sadness for doing good for the Lord's sake. And you can see that in verse 13. Certainly, 
this does not include suffering as the natural consequences of our own sinful choices. Yes, uh, we suffer the consequences for sins and thus does not include here. This is only suffering because we follow the Lord Jesus Christ for doing what is right. Moreover, Jesus died in order to pay the penalty of our sinful actions. He became our substitute. By dying the death we deserve, he became our substitute. Peter quoted Isaiah 53, 5 right here, and declared that Christians have been healed from the penalty and power of our sin by Christ's wounds, by his sacrifice at the cross in our place, by his suffering for our good. He was wounded for our healing. That is, his death means life to us. That's the greatest exchange in history. He died in order for us to live. This reference is not about physical conditions, but our spiritual destiny. Once, according to Peter here, once we were astrated, we were alienated and separated from God as astrated, but now he will become his sheep. He is now our shepherd. And he is now the overseer of our souls. Consequently, all that Christ did should motivate, motivate us to die for our sins and live unto righteousness. Should it not? We should be motivated to really crucify uh, and, and mutilate our, our flesh in the sense that we will die to our sins, in order that we live unto righteousness, in order to please God. It's only by dying that we could live unto righteousness. Jesus took the tree of death so you and I could have the tree of life, so to speak. May God bless us. And the truth about Jesus' sacrifice, that he became an example for us in order that we will pursue in Blessing him by dying, by not allowing the sin to grip our hearts in order that we live unto righteousness. May God help us. Father, we thank you for your word today. Bless us to our hearts. And we pray to Father that this will continue to stay in our hearts and guide us. That we will not forget about the sacrifice of Christ as our, our example to follow him in his steps, Lord, by your grace, of course. In his name we pray. Amen. 